0: Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today's guest is Amanda Kinnear, founder of Amanda's Music Lessons. Amanda is a versatile performer and educator in the Southern Alberta area. She completed her Bachelor of Music with distinction in 2010 at the University of Victoria. While in Victoria, she studied with Patricia Caustic and became involved with different ensembles, including the University Wind Symphony Orchestra and Chorus, as well as various community ensembles, such as the Greater Victoria Youth Orchestra, the Dynamic Trio, and Quintet Vivo. Throughout her studies, Amanda pursued performance and education and began her teaching studio in 2008 Since finishing her degree, Amanda has continued to teach and perform around the world, bringing real-world experience to her students. In this episode, we talk about how parents have so many resources and opportunities and tons of support. You're not alone in this quest of homeschool education. Also, how children with ADHD, autism, dyslexia have high motivation and usually learn very quickly if taught in the right way that they can understand and relate. Relate to. And lastly, how homeschooling is really not as overwhelming and as impossible as some might think. Go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what Amanda has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Say hello to our guests and tell us what is a fun fact about the string family? Hi, guys. So, What's funny about the violin is
1: a lot of people will, they'll think about strings and the violin, cello, other strings, and they'll be like, this has got to be like the hardest. Because even on Google, when you Google, you know, what's the hardest instrument to play, then that's immediately something that comes up is violin or another instrument of the string family. And what's fun about this is that of, of all the instruments I play, I play about 11 instruments and, (laughs) and from those violin, was probably my easiest. And so that's really kind of something interesting that people are like, wow, I guess this is kind of possible. So anybody out there doubting (laughs) that violin is impossible or cello is impossible, guys, it can be done.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. I love debunking myths. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh man, so 11 Instruments.
1: 11 instruments now I am not professional on all of those so don't get excited
0: <laughs> but that's pretty impressive you know what I mean? I mean even if you're not proficient in all of it you're still like amazing right you know what I mean so it's, yeah. wow you know
1: once you here's here's the funny thing is once you do like two or maybe three you figure out they're all kind of tied together and sure. the skills you work on on one of them kind of goes on over into the another one and then sometimes like for example on the violin you're reading treble clef and on the cello you're reading bass clef and then you try to learn piano and then you're proficient in both clefs already so it's oh. like it's it's like you, you learn one and it helps you in like five others
0: <laughs> okay so now i know you play violin bass and piano what are the other ones that you play <laughs>
1: So it's actually the cello, not the double bass. So they're a little bit different there. So okay. the double bass, I actually is actually the only string I don't play. So it's <laughs> so it's cello, violin, and viola, and those are my my three string instruments that I play. And then I do piano and flute and acoustic and classical guitar. There's, a lot of people think those are similar, and they're quite different actually. So just acoustic guitars, where you're just kind of Accompanying yourself singing, and then the classical guitar really stands out with the melodies and has a lot of finger picking and stuff. So, to me, it's almost like a whole new instrument. <laughs> Oh, wow. But anyway, I do those. And then let's see. Okay, so the three strings and then flute, piano, guitar. And then I also play the Chinese bamboo flute. Now I'm kind of beginner at that. That's kind of a new experience for me. It's very different from regular flute. So that's another one. And then I do a little bit of harmonica and ukulele and mandolin. And I just recently started learning the harp. And the harp is just so beautiful and relaxing. So that's That's another one of my favorites, but I'm a brand new beginner at Harp.
0: (laughs) That's really cool. So someday I hope to be able to teach that one as well. That's cool. Because when I grew up, my dad was it was he was a musician. So he had one room, which was a pretty darn big room. And it was full of all of his instruments. I mean, he had a cello, we had a harp, which I thought the harp was the coolest thing. I was like a little kid. I was like two or three. (laughs) And I pretended like I was an angel, you know, playing the harp and I would do that. You know, just playing yeah. the, uh, it was so much fun yeah he had a guitar yeah. he did a lot of percussion so uh-huh. he had triangle so we're Puerto Rican and we had a guida so we had the the guida oh. he would have he had drums we had bongos oh my gosh we oh, had wow. so many we're all over this room it would be <laughs> wow. like this oh, room that must
1: have been exciting
0: <laughs> it really was it really was I really appreciate it. my brother ended up learning how to play the electric bass not the electric sorry the electric cello is like a bass cello sorry bass cello oh, okay. it was like a okay. small one and it was like a lot really really long and it was oh, electric Yeah, i think and... i've seen
1: one of those yeah he... i just do the acoustics yeah.
0: so I, I don't know much about all of those but i know yeah. they're out
1: there
0: yeah yeah he used to play that one and i learned how to play um guitar and keys but again i'm not even like i'm beginner forever like yeah
1: beginner forever. <laughs> well see that's what everybody comes to me thinking that they're going to be a beginner forever. And I just tell them I'm I'm on a roll to prove y'all wrong.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And I think what's so cool, because you're in some areas of learning, you understand what they're going through, because you keep exactly. learning a new one. That's amazing. Is exactly. that why you do it? Yes,
1: because I find that actually being in that learning process as well with them, it actually helps me teach better. So, for example, like I go into like my Facebook page where I have my private group for some students and they're on there and I share my harp journey with them my learning the harp so that they can kind of see how it is with me like learning as a complete beginner and it really inspires them because it's like oh you know what she's starting from scratch just like I am you know and we're all just kind of in this learning process together so it's it's not like there's yeah. Yeah. It's, it really helps them see that it's, it's a journey and we can all enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> We're all beginners at some point.
0: <laughs> no, but it's true. I think we sometimes as teachers of whatever it is, we can lose focus or lose like an mm-hmm. understanding of Where we started, it's so funny that you are doing that because when I started teaching Spanish, right, like I knew how to speak the language. So for me, after a while, you know, I was like, why aren't they getting it? This is so easy. Uh (laughs) I'm over here doing it for years. So I actually started making myself learn Italian, which I was like, Italian, close enough to Spanish. So I'm not going to be stressing (laughs) myself out. But at least I'll understand and remember what it was like to learn something new. And let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. My brain went into the knickers. Like I was just like, my brain was twisted and I was like, Oh my God, uh-huh. what's happening here? Like, why, know, why is it so yeah. difficult? <laughs> became yeah, so
1: just, yeah. So when you're learning like a new instrument, it's like, I'm struggling with like posture, hand position, all of those things that my students are complaining about. <laughs> It's true. And so, yeah, it really helps me come up with creative ways to help them because I'm experiencing that. the exact same thing myself.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So what inspired you to start, you know, teaching music?
1: Well, after I finished high school, I was homeschooled all the way through. Then I finished high school, and my sister adopted some children from the foster care system, and she decided to homeschool them. And when I graduated, I had a thing for teaching, and so I loved to teach. And so I decided to just kind of take over that for her because she was getting a little bit overwhelmed with some stuff. And so, you know, I did went into doing that, and... And as I was teaching them, as I was homeschooling them, I was like, you know what, let's add some music into this. And I was already learning a few instruments at that time. I think at that time I knew about three or four, not on a professional level or anything, but enough to kind of show them, you know, how to do stuff. And so I kind of got into teaching, like having like a a music program within our homeschool. And they really enjoyed it. And we would all get together and play on different instruments and we'd get songs ready and play for the family and stuff. And it was super exciting. And I just remember thinking, you know what? This is the best of both worlds. Like I'm teaching and I'm doing music. This is what I want to (laughs) do.
0: Man, that's so, fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun and it was really, really great for me to get into teaching that way because I was I was teaching family members, you know, in my own home, you know, kinda kinda getting used to to the whole new experience of teaching music. And so it was it was a really great experience for me. So I actually gained experience like that before I actually went out there and got my first out of the family students.
0: That's <laughs> hysterical. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was really, really fun.
0: (laughs) What have been some of your most out-of-the-box situations in teaching music?
1: Well, a few years ago, I was given a five-year-old piano student who had autism. And he had had some teachers before me, and he had progressed quite well with the first. But she had quit that studio, and I had just come in as a new teacher. And right before I came in... He was sent to a few other teachers and he wouldn't talk to any of them. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't interact with them, stuff like that. And he was really unresponsive. He was super shy. And when he would talk, he would like whisper, like you'd ask him a question. He'd like whisper yes or no. And he acted that way with me for like a couple of weeks when he came to me after I started working there, I just kind of pushed past that and pretended like I didn't treat him like he was the shy kid, you know? Treated him like he was just totally normal.
0: Yeah, 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 (laughs) exactly.
1: And it really helped him lighten up. And it was just like a couple of weeks or so where he was just like talking to me, just like normal voice, just coming in there all bubbly, talking about school or whatever. And he progressed like so quickly. Like, normally I would just give out like one song and exercise per week. And I mean, he could take in three and have them ready for the next week. I mean, this kid was a five years old. (laughs) And so, I mean, it was just amazing. And that really showed me like how incredible their focus, they might have this label on them that they have this particular disability or whatever. And to me, it's like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, to him, that was just like, it, it even, it helped him focus more. You know, he was just super focused because of his challenges that he, Focused deeper in what he was doing, and it really inspired me to watch how quickly he would take in that information. It was just like
0: wow. wow. <laughs> so really
1: that was cool. an interesting experience for me in teaching because teaching a five-year-old is kind of tough as it is, and <laughs> <Come laughs> to see him push yeah. past all of those things, sure. you know, and be able to focus like that, it was it was exciting. It was a very exciting experience for me and for him. <laughs>
0: No, it definitely was and That's more than even just learning the music. He learned to overcome obstacles at a very really young right. age and exactly. to dominate that. So I think that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, and his parents even told me like, he was after having lessons with me for about a year, he they said his interactions with other adults outside of the family and school situations was like, he was more open with people, he was more confident. And I was just like, wow, like this is not just in the, the lesson room. Like we're seeing results everywhere. That really encouraged me because I really felt like I was really helping him out and not just with piano. <laughs> you know i love it to to kind of spill over into other areas that's that's my yeah. goal for sure
0: and that is the opportunity with a lot of homeschooling you know this arena allows students every age to be able to grow in confidence and to be able mm-hmm. to communicate and have social relationships people outside of their age group lots of different people they have to stretch and grow they cannot remain the same way they're not moving in tandem Mm -hmm. with everybody who is their same exact age not actually growing you know what i mean that's actually not even how life is we don't i know right (laughs) i don't hang out with every other 48 year old in the whole entire world (laughs) you know what i mean like exactly yeah yeah i have a variety of friends a variety of ages so Mm -hmm. I i think I think you know, homeschooling mirrors uh, very closely to what real life is and how we it learn does. In real life.
1: It really does. I think it prepares kids for real life more so and enables them to be more social. Um, sure. And a lot of the times there's that misconception of, oh my goodness, they're not gonna know how to socialize. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's not true. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah, not even a little bit. I think it prepares us to really... You know live live life and just you know take in all those different ages and be comfortable with so many different different age groups and different people and
0: absolutely, yeah, I think it's great <laughs> so walk me through a lesson with you. What does that look like?
1: okay, so well, depending upon age group. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's so good to that's know. that's going to be a little bit different because, like, for example, let's say I have a four year old student that comes in. Well, with the four year olds, their parents are most likely going to be accompanying them, kind of help them. You know, if there's any questions they have, like if they if they've got to go to the restroom or whatever, you know, their their parents are there. But you know, with the little ones, it's it's kind of of a thing of the parent is there to kind of help them feel safe with. With a stranger. So that enables them to kind of learn in a more relaxed type of way so that they're not like oh I'm a little bit nervous I don't know this lady you know and so that's the thing with them and then so I just I kind of with the little ones I do little segments like I'll do five minutes of maybe some basic theory and you know there's a little bit of coloring in there drawing or whatever you know doing music notes or whatever and then so a little bit of creative time to get them kind of ready to learn and, you know, get those wheels spinning in their brain, you know, and then we go into working on stuff on their instrument, different, how should our posture be and stuff like that. And we might play a little posture game and then we kind of get into the harder stuff. And, and this even for all ages, the hardest stuff is in the middle of the lesson, and that's because that's when your your brain is most likely to be able to grasp it. So you kind of got to get warmed up, <laughs> get ready, and that looks different for every age. And you know, for adults, it might be doing like a finger exercise or something, whereas for a child, it might be coloring three music notes. You know, it looks mm-hmm. different for every age group. And then when you get it to the middle of that lesson. Which is like our middle 10 minute. If it's like a 30 minute lesson, we got our 10 minutes of warm-up. We got our 10 minutes in the middle where we're doing like the harder stuff. So that's the that's the stuff that's gonna challenge your brain. It's gonna challenge your finger technique and all of that. And then that last 10 minutes is kind of to review what you know so far, or kind of be creative with the information that you just learned in the lesson. So for example, if if a child learns on the piano, let's say they learn like the C5 finger scale like their their notes on five fingers and then Maybe at the end, we'll have them we'll make up their own song with, mm-hmm. with just those five fingers. And so it kind of helps them take what they learn and apply it. So to use it in in a creative way. And it really helps kind of solidify it more. So it yeah. helps them remember. So yeah, that's kind of how a, how a normal lesson looks. It's that, those 10-minute segments. And they're all kind of different for each age, of course. But yeah, it's it's really important to make sure you finish off on something encouraging to let them feel like they are really mastering something in every lesson. And oh I God. even tell a lot of students, like when you're practicing at home, the last few minutes, like you don't want to be playing something really, really hard. And then just, Oh, I'm done. Time right. up. <laughs> right. You know, you want to, you want to finish off on something that it you feel you have mastered. I don't care if it's as simple as twinkle little star, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if it sounds really good, you want to, you want to finish off with something that sounds really good because because that encourages you to pick it up and try again next time without feeling like, Oh, I didn't do it right. That's awesome. <laughs> you don't want to finish with that feeling of you didn't yeah. do it right. You want to finish with that, yeah. that happy feeling of you've got it. <laughs> yeah. And you're
0: in person, right?
1: Uh-huh. Yes. I do in person lessons. Okay. And then on my Facebook page, I do little instructional videos based off of things that I teach within the studio so that students can kind of go home and, Rewatch the instruction and kind of keep them going. So sometimes they'll be in a lesson, I'll teach them something, and then they'll get home and something will happen. And then they'll try to practice and they'll be like, Oh no, what did she tell me? Right. How do I do that exercise? Yeah. And so I always have that backup yeah. videos on there. So for them to watch. So that really That's helps. That's so them. good.
0: Yeah. So where are you located?
1: I am in Abilene, Texas, and my studio is is at Encore Music. So I have a private studio within my, within a music shop. So that's where I do all of my lessons.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That gives you so much opportunity and it really helps the music store to be able to sell the instruments that you're helping people practice on. That's awesome. Very cool. So as we're wrapping things up, what is one takeaway you want to leave parents with from our conversation today?
1: I just want them to know that as homeschoolers, there's resources out there, there's opportunities, and there's a lot of support. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times homeschoolers feel like, you know, they're kind of alone, you know, they're they're just trying to get educated and just get through. I know. <laughs> and a lot of times we forget there's there's programs out there, there's support out there. And there are a lot of people out there that that are very supportive of homeschooling and have a lot of opportunities for them. And so I just want parents to know, like, they're not alone in in the quest of home education. You know, we're we're all super proud of them, and oh. we know how much work it takes. I love that to, to actually school your children at home and to do these these extra different kinds of activities. It takes a lot, and we all admire that. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) I think anyone could say, like, we admire the work, You, you know, even the people that may not even agree with homeschooling necessarily, deep down, they have that admiration for work it takes to actually school your children at home. It is a hard task. And I know that from homeschooling three of my sister's kids at the age of 18. Wow. <laughs> it was a hard task, but it was incredibly rewarding. And it definitely prepared me for my career and everything I've done since then. And it was as hard as it was. It was like, I had never had so much fun in my whole life.
0: <laughs> wow. It was very,
1: very fun. And it was just, it was so exciting to learn right alongside of them and, and kind of see how this all kind of fits together, you know, and then bringing in that music program, that was just extra exciting too. And so that was like the little cherry on top.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, oh man. Yeah. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on today. Really, it has just welcome. been awesome talking with you, learning about getting behind the scenes, and learning a little bit about even music and like what the easiest instrument actually is. So, uh-huh. so cool. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. You're
1: welcome.
0: If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast.